One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So welcome to Face to Face. It uh, doesn't matter to you guys out there uh, in podcast land, but it's 20 to 4 here in uh, Toronto. A cold day, a lot of snow yesterday. Uh, almost shut the city down. I think I saw some of the military out on the sidewalk. I'm not <laughs> sure. Or maybe it was just Mel Lastman shoveling snow. Uh, we're sitting in the back of the Magic Store on Dufferin Street, and we are very cold because apparently sales haven't been doing too well lately, and uh, there's no heat here. But it's uh, it's a Magic Store, and we're surrounded by straitjackets and cards and other magicians. Matt Desaro here is as well. Is here as well, and our guest today is uh, Anthony uh, Linden. That's with an A, and he uh, and I have been friends for uh, many years. We've worked in the industry and in the field. Anthony, thanks for coming today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Well, uh, Anthony's an interesting guy, eclectic guy. Uh, he's done a lot. We were just joking about all the websites, the URLs he ha- has. And while, and while I've got that, um, uh, I've got you on that uh, a page, Anthony Linden. Is that with an A or an E, Anthony? That's with an A. That's going to be the running gag today. Yes, you do apparently. know that, right? Uh, that's Anthony Linden, L-I-N-D-A-N.com. And the team building magician Dot com. Yes, you guessed it. We've got one uh, other magician that we're interviewing here today. Anyway, so en- enough intro, but Anthony's got, like I said, quite a past um, uh, degree in broadcasting. Uh, well, I, technically a diploma from Seneca College. Okay, yeah. 
That was after uh, a degree in political science from Queen's University. Right. Another yeah. went back to college. Another useless piece of paper. <laughs> well, yeah, good for you. You know, when you yeah. when you when you get a, a, a poli sci degree, you go back to college so you can get a job. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. Somebody when I was doing my philosophy, somebody once said to me, a doctor said to me, "Well, gee, that that in a quarter is going to get you a phone call." <laughs> wow. Thanks for the affirmation, there, doctor. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and that actually started off with uh, uh, a belief of potentially one day going to law school. Oh, okay. Uh, Starting with an undergrad in economics, then but, you heard about David Ben. And uh, just well, changed. it was second year calculus. Oh, put the kai. Oh man, do you know that calculus is the only te- math test I have ever, only test I think that I ever yeah. actually cheated on, and I'm proud of to this day. Yeah, and well, I still got fifty two percent or something in the course. So I I did not get that credit. So it was a it was a question of going back asswards and saying I've. What can I graduate in? So some counselor, <laughs> some guidance person looked at everything I studied and said, well, next year, if you take one of these, one of these, you can get a political science degree. So I said, uh, sign me up. Yeah, and yeah. that's... Uh, Painter, yeah. garbage man, political scientist. I mean, it's, you know... Uh, well, that's... In, so so I, I want to come back to that, actually, because I'm, I'm, I'm wondering just right now if any of those skills or what you picked up or what you learned or the way you, I don't know, the, what you studied, how to argue, et cetera, if any of that sure, has come absolutely. to bear on, on what you're doing today. Absolutely. Um, so what, pray tell, is a team-building magician? Good question. Yeah. I still I still have my crack marketing team trying to figure that <laughs> oh, out. Is that right? Yeah. Actually, they're a marketing your team best on people crack on it right but, now. Um, no, uh, this this is uh, well. Do you, do you want the long answer or the short answer? You know what? We've only got so much time, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> <I don't laughs> so long. Whatever answer you got, man. Well, you know, I, you know, the show business and being an entertainer is uh, an interesting way to make a living. And is I, this a long story, Anthony? No, oh, okay. no, oh, I, okay. I, I'm moving it up. Uh, <laughs> what I think, I think, and I think other entertainers that you talk to will agree that we tend to be market driven in other words we react to the conditions in which we perform in and i can go back and take a look at uh you know my career for lack of a better word and i can look at every economic downturn and i can see that i did some sort of lateral career move in every single economic downturn most of which was by looking to some of our colleagues in the states since they're usually five to ten years ahead of us and seeing what are they doing so in the early 80s, when that economy, what was big back then was infotainers and, you know, doing custom magic presentations with product information. Right. And that, Coke and that, cans, Nike sure. shoes. Yep. So that, that led to uh, doing a lot of trade show work, you know, where custom scripting and just everything. and a joke there, but yeah, I could yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to, you know, just <laughs> trying to... not really much of a comedian. Just trying to riff with you That's here. That's right, yeah. <laughs> No, so, good. you know, you, you, you do some of that, then the yep. trade show market falls apart, you hit another recession in, in uh, you know, kind of mid-92, that, that changed. And right around the mid-90s, uh, I actually had a client say, oh, could you teach our salespeople some magic? Huh. And that led to this kind of the, the blueprint. Why, why? So this led to the blueprint. Let's well, get to the, the blueprint. This, this, like, well, why this, did the sales guy say teach them? Why? He, he, it was his idea. He just calls me up out of the blue. Huh. I don't have much of a relationship with him. He says, I have the sales meeting. I thought it would be a great idea to teach them some huh. magic. Just, I found you because you, you're a magician. Could you, could you do this? So had he seen you work? Or no, just, I don't believe so. Huh. Yellow pages okay. bingo at that wow. time. Maybe Yellow a little bit. Pages. Maybe a wow. little what bit of that bingo. It was still pretty the new Katine back stands. then. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Is that ever weird, eh? So I met with him and, you know, did all that stuff and put together this little program and uh-huh. put together some simple tricks and the program went really well. 
And the light bulb went off and said, wow, that went off really well. And he's paid me to put this program together. It has some legs on it. Maybe I could take a look at it a little bit more. And that led to this kind of this team building notion that's magic based. So, for example, instead of other activities like, say, building a boat in the hotel pool or mm-hmm. you know, building a, a, a skyscraper out of popsicle sticks yeah. or you rock, know, the, rock climbing. Sure. All of all these kinds of collaborative experiences things, yeah. where yeah. people have to work together to yeah. solve a task. Yeah. It became pretty clear. Well, what if that task was learning a magic trick, learning how to present it, and then actually performing that trick? Those became a series of these collaborative tasks. So you meet with these groups, and you teach them half a dozen of things, and then um, do they do a show afterwards? Yeah, I mean, the, the particular you know format that I have, my, yeah. my program's called The Magic of Collaboration. It's a highly structured program, and there are a number of tasks where they have to do a number of things, one of which is to learn this trick in about 15 minutes, and then they have to use it as a metaphor or a communications tool to convey some message that has value and meaning to the client. In other words, clients will say, let's have our teams talk about these themes that we're talking about at our meeting, or you know, Here, here's the hot buttons we're facing right now, so we'll assign one of these messages to each team. They incorporate that into their presentation, and then we have a show at the end where they have to get up and physically perform. Do, do the bit. Now, what does that have to do with magic, though? Like, can't you do that by reading a book? Well, you, you know, could, can't you, you do that and go to a school lecture? And, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, they're, they're, okay. Well, first of all, it is it is experiential in that it is the physical process of doing these tasks. Yeah. So this is why, for example, clients have said, "Well, you know, you're in Toronto, we're in." Vancouver, can't we just do this virtually? And I say, yeah. well, it, part of this is is bringing people sure. face to face and you know doing this this physical. Uh, absolutely, you could you could accomplish many of the same learning outcomes: building a Lego boat, you know, building a bicycle, or you know, doing anything. Uh, the magic is is a novelty. It's, it's a fun. Tool, it's a vehicle. It's, it's a vehicle. Yeah. It's it's a tool. And I happen to have a you know a twenty five year. Yeah, backstory sure. of magic. Yeah, so it yeah, was it was yeah. a logical extension for me to yep. combine the magic with the training. Well, and don't you find? I mean, you and I have talked about this for years, but don't yeah. you find most people like magic? Most people, and then yeah, when think... you peel back a layer or two, they're kind of like, "Wow, now I'm a little bit on the inside," even if it's a small, simple trick. Sure. I mean, I think we're it's a secrets based, and yeah. you know, essentially, magic is presented. There are those that know the secret, and then those that don't know the secret. And if you don't know the secret, we prefer to call it being entertained, but essentially, they say, well, you're fooling me, or you're deceiving yeah, me, sure. or you're tricking me. Sure. So when we can pull back that veil and you know let them backstage, there there is an appeal to that. I, th- I would think so. Sure. Some, yeah. not not everyone, but th- there yeah. is that appeal to it. See, my 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 wife Elizabeth, and if she ever listens to this, which is highly unlikely that she will, <laughs> uh, she would she would probably not enjoy your team building. Experience. I can appreciate that. However, she just doesn't isn't a big fan of magic. Yeah. Uh, but what she might enjoy is the interaction. So she might, because she's a teacher, she might go, okay, whatever. I'll put up yeah. with the card trick because I like that person it's, sitting across from me. And now it's, you're, it's, you know, you're, it's, it's yeah. relationally based. You're Absolutely. engaging people, it's, right? As, as I tell clients, the magic's just the, the structure. It's the skeleton. Yeah. It's all the other soft skills. It's, it's, the, it's the communication. It's the trust. It's, it's everything. Yeah. And, and ironically, some of the best performances come from from I, women who I could, could easily tell were not enthusiastic at, at the, the beginning. At the beginning, who get into it. Who, who get into it, but what they're interested in is, is the process, and they tend to be yeah. very responsible, yeah. detail-oriented. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. And whereas there's that alpha male perspective of, uh, you know, I know this stuff. I already know it, yeah. So, and they get up and tank, but the women who actually follow the process and 
excel at the task. Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a really yeah. interesting. You can learn a tremendous amount so about their culture. You by used seeing. to be on the radio. You, you, I you, tried. You were a... Uh, um, uh, what do you call them? Well, I was technically a field reporter and an anchor. You were an anchor. Wow. Yes, which meant I get I uh, the station I worked for in Oakville, a privately owned station. They had two stations in the same studio, which meant we had to read news on two stations. Which meant we would record a newscast for okay. one station, yeah, and then do it live, which usually meant uh, we would do. Uh, Top of the hour, so I'd say one o'clock on one station and one thirty on the other, which meant your entire time you're running this treadmill of constantly watching the clock because you'd have to do one newscast live, then go over and prepare the next newscast, go record it, and then come back to do the next newscast okay, at the yeah, bottom of the hour. So yeah. it, was, it was a real kind of how long? Time how long were you on the radio for? Uh, I, I think that I was laid off once, uh, and then I think I close to three years with a okay. little bit of time on a layoff. And, and uh, you didn't stick with that. Why? I mean, you were doing magic at the time. Weren't yeah. You? Well, the magic, it, the magic turned out to be what allowed to underwrite, uh, underwrited this career in, in radio at oh, that time. Ironic. <laughs> so at that time, I'm, I'm, uh, for those not familiar with the greater Toronto area, Oakville is a, you know, a, well, where you, where you live. I don't know if that's a secret or no, it's not, you know, no, 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 no. Uh, so, you know, depending upon traffic it can be anywhere from a 20 to 40 minute, 20, 40 minute drive. So it's, you know, it's, it's not too far away. So I'm living in downtown Toronto, commuting to Oakville, 1992, I don't know, wow. making 300 bucks a week. And I would get $300 to do an hour of walk around magic. So the, the magic allowed me to play radio. And, you know, at that time, there, were, there was a lot of deregulation in the Canadian broadcasting yep. industry. Uh, and there were, it was, uh, I just realized that that was probably just uh, just not a time that I was really going to make a career in that field. So uh, I left. So it was it was it was a financial thing, really. Well, it was it was a okay. How do I how do I say this being politically correct? Uh, well, you was, are a political science major. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the play on words. <laughs> uh, at that time, what uh, what what we were unofficially being told was that the face of broadcasting was changing oh, okay. and becoming more diversified and more reflective of the multicultural society in which we live, which meant uh, employment opportunities for uh, people of my specific demographic were, what, were not going to be as plentiful. What, what, what is your demographic? Okay. Uh, you, mean, well, you mean being a magician? No, being a white male. Oh, right. is yes, uh, just yes. not. Uh, you know, it was was really just huh. one. Uh, I mean, off the record, I will, I will tell you. At one point, the news director pulled me aside one day and had the serious talk. You know, are you serious about this? And said, "Here's your timeline. Here's the obstacles you're going to be facing. And uh, if you look at uh, where the job growth is, it's it's not going to be for for people like you. So hmm. you may want to seriously reconsider." Huh. And that was that was certainly a wake up call, and uh, I had played long enough and was happy to. And did you actually see that happening, or was it just kind of a sentiment in the industry? Because you know what, 
I've, I've, I've certainly heard that a lot from people, and you just kind of go, come on, is that really what was going on at the time? And uh, I mean, maybe it was in 92, well, but you, I've heard if, that from many okay, people, if you, right? If you, if you look at uh, at least... Maybe you were just you, a crummy uh, well, broadcaster. That, well, you know what? That, that, <laughs> that could have been part of it, too. That could have been All part right, of it, too. How are we going to get rid of this Linden guy? That's with yeah. an A, by the way. Well, yeah. uh, it, it, it had taken a long time, and I'd be happy to talk about this more, but it, it took, you know, I was on air for three years, and it probably took me you know, three years less a week to kind of find a voice and actually figure right. out how to be natural sure. and not oh, sound yeah. like you're trying too hard and, you know, right. and all of right. all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I certainly wasn't, uh, I certainly had some, some issues and wasn't, uh, yeah. wasn't, wasn't peaking on the rock star status. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. you, in were the no, radio. you were no Michael Corrin. I was no Michael yeah. Corrin. Okay. Um, you know, no smart. worries. Yeah. It, you know, often when people ask me about it, I, I say, if you ever had seen that, uh, I think it was an 80s comedy, WKRP in Cincinnati, about yes. the radio station. This was a small family-run station, and there were a lot of parallels to that, uh, yeah. to that station. Well, and I mean, there's a, frankly, I mean, there's a lot of parallels to entertainment, sure. to, to doing magic, public speaking, sure. you know, lots of, you know, the whole... I mean, it's a different mm-hmm. skill, clearly. Talking into a microphone when you have yeah. an audience that you can't see at all. Oh, not because absolutely. of a spotlight, but you know, it, t- it took a long time. They're not time. even there, right? Well, you know, news is, news is a little different. Uh, because I was not on, I was not right. on the DJ entertainment side, oh, okay. so I was yeah. on the news reading side. Right. Okay. But even still, it was trying to figure out how to be more of a personality, how yeah. to be a person, having sure. a conversation, yep. as opposed, you know, to that stereotypical voice. voice of God, you know, yeah, 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 boom and doom, you know, read style, which was even dated at that time. But uh, we were just trying to figure so, that out. So then you moved into you became more serious about doing the magic full time was that uh no no there's there, there's still more but right. what what I will say is I So I, this is the long story. Apparently. Oh okay. Yeah, it is the long story. But you know what was interesting about the radio was first of all learning how to work on deadline was hmm. was absolutely critical cuz 6 months before I started yep. that that job where I was doing you know 12 newscasts in an 8 hour shift I'm at Seneca College where they said you have a week to do a 30 second you know, news report, and it took us a week to do it. And right. you go from doing a week to do 30 seconds to doing 12 newscasts in a day. You right. learn real fast. Theory practice, right? You just, uh, you know, it's unbelievable what you can get done sure. when, when you have to. So that, that was good. But this notion of, of the written word, the power of the spoken word, scripting, yep. these were all things that, although I left media, when I came to writing trade show scripts or custom magic scripts, that that training was immeasurable. Yeah, it gave me yeah. a real leg up to to uh, you know how you communicate messages. Yeah, so sure. Uh, so real quick, left that job, went with a media consulting company. I okay. I and that was yeah. that was very interesting, and and did that for a few years. And and uh, I was although I had no formal research or training background, they liked my media background. So their thinking was, oh, we can get this guy cheap because he doesn't know anything. Right, right. And I didn't realize that we at the time. We him for three fifty. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't, you know, if, if, if I would have been a, a veteran researcher, they would have had to pay me a lot more. Yeah, so their sure. thinking was, sure. get this guy to do the grunt stuff and he understands the media and we have senior, yeah. you know, our PhDs on staff. We'll, we'll make sure everything is, is running smooth. And, and that was very interesting. And, and I did that for uh, three or four years and did continue to do the magic on the side. And then had a, a defining moment in 1997. Uh, my mother had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in, in October and uh, passed away in June. So pancreatic cancer, usually by the time it's spotted, is very fast and very little you can do about it. Mm-hmm. But she, had, uh, she was in BC at the time, British Columbia. She came to, to visit Ontario and uh, she uh, it had a, a duct 
implanted in her pancreas to take the bile away, and that had backed up. So she's in the, uh, the emergency room at McMaster Hospital in Hamilton, and I drive down from Toronto and kind of had this epiphany that I'm sitting here watching my mother die, and what I'm really thinking about is this report that I have to write in two days. Wow. And that was the, hey, this is, this is crazy. And probably within a week, week to 10 days, walked away from that job and just said, this is, pardon my French as we say up here, this is bullshit. Was, so, I mean, that's a pretty cool story. I mean, not about your mom and so yeah, on, but, but the timing of it all and, it, and what you took from it, because not everybody would have noticed that. What interests me is, is that say more about what actually happened at the time or was it more saying more about you as a person? Well, I think it was a culmination. It, yeah. was, it was the realization that, I mean, this was, uh, you see... When you get, I, I was so caught up in this kind of corporate wearing a yeah. tie thing. Yeah. And it was so much of my identity that, you know, I'm Johnny corporate and I'm climbing this ladder and I'm just buying all this stuff, yeah. hook, line and sinker. And it was, it's, you know, that ladder is kind of like the old school. Yes, it was. I've never seen that ladder. Yeah. And I've never seen the old school. Have you? That well, I mean, this that everybody goes to, ah, it, you know, it's so old. Well, school. this was 95. No, I know what you mean, but it just, and, it's a new, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, so I got, you know, we're, we're writing reports seven days a week, and it, 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 if, if we didn't get it done, we just came in on the weekends. It was just this culture of you just do whatever it takes to get this report done. And there were two incidents. One, there was, so there was my mother visiting, and then there was another incident where we sat down with our company president, and he probably taught me probably the greatest lesson I've ever learned in my life. Me and my colleague, we just pulled these all-nighters on the weekend. You know, we killed ourselves to meet this deadline, and... Monday morning he comes in, so we go sit down and we tell him our exploits about, you know, how we just abandoned our families and did everything to get this report out. And uh, his his response was, "Are you people idiots? Are you so disorganized and you can't work and you have to do this?" And yeah, right. so it wasn't the praise was questioning what the hell is this company doing? Right. Yeah. Why can't you do this? You know what? You know so. Yeah. Uh, at the, from a bigger perspective, it was what a wake up call. But at that at that immediate reaction was. Man, we just killed ourselves, and, and the president's like kicking us while we're down. And it was this right. real, hey, wait a minute, what's what's going on here? Um, uh, and the other thing was, uh, at the risk of adding even longer time, that was an eye-opening experience. And uh, this guy, you know, great guy, ran his company, uh, wor- worked it out so he could travel a lot and was away from the country all this time. And there was also this this feeling, certainly not of resentment, but realizing. Why am I killing myself to live this guy's dream? Yeah. Why am I killing myself sure, sure. so he can go to Hawaii? So six are we months? just talking about the four-hour work week? Is that what we're talking about here right now? No. Well, we're 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 talking about this realization that uh, you know I'm just in, not enslaved, but just going through these motions yeah. of what am I doing? Why am I putting all this time and effort into anything where I'm not really, uh, you know, I'm not moving my career forward? I'm I'm not necessarily getting the recognition or the acknowledgement or whatever my needs need to be met. Yeah, sure. The money's not there. I'm killing myself. What's going on? Yeah. And and it was my wife at one point. And in, in this happened around the time. This was all kind of percolating around yeah, the time of sure. my mother's visit. Well, I finally just said, you know, I said, why, why don't you just, you've been talking about doing this magic stuff for years. Uh, you're so unhappy. Why don't you just, why don't you go do the magic? Yeah, and take the, take it, the plunge. It became a pretty, uh, it became a pretty easy yeah. And and just to to put things in perspective, yeah. within, I would say within seven months, I was billing three times my salary. 
and that is also a combination of a low salary. Right. Right. But it was it was an unbelievable when your business is like maybe I can make a couple of calls at lunch hour, <laughs> you know. Yeah. To oh, I'm now calling eight hours a day. Yeah. So uh, being able to apply full time was yeah. Uh, yeah yeah you know and that was an exciting time. Do you still love it like you did back then? No. No. Hey, why why not? Well, because it's J O B. Yeah. Um, it's and it uh, wasn't then. It was an exciting adventure, and it can be exciting. I, I think if you take a look at the spectrum of all the tasks and all the jobs that have to get completed, the real fun part is the one percent where you're on stage performing. That's the fun part. It's the ninety-nine percent right. of everything else, and sometimes that ninety-nine percent isn't that bad. Sometimes it's a grind. Sometimes it's a headache. Sometimes it's okay. Uh, you know, it's you know. I'm, 20 years older than I was back then. I have, sure. I have yep. different, uh, different perspectives, different this, that, different that. Do, it, do you think it's like, I sort of asked this question earlier, do you think that's your attitude towards magic as a whole, as a creative art form, craft, whatever you want to call it? Sure. Or is that, or are you just tired? Or do you need a new, do you need a new, do you need another epiphany? Uh, you know? Uh, or or do you, have you had any recently? <laughs> <laughs> is a better question. Well, the, the, uh, yes to all of those, but part of what that, I think part of that mini epiphany was seeing, getting into more of a training vertical and being brought into an organization as, although a novelty, lighter team building activity to be more perceived as a trainer as opposed to an entertainer. It's, it's, you're treated very differently uh, considerably more respect, more money, more more everything, and uh, you know that was just as a, as a trainer, as a trainer, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, I, it, performing is still performing, but if if the opportunities aren't in one area and you can get them in the other area, you yeah. you kind of yeah. naturally so you do gel with that. Then do you feel energized after a training session? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I you know, so I, you do like it. I oh, mean, absolutely. Yeah. It's, so that part uh, you're still it's very exciting. It's, and... it's it's very rewarding, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and it's. You know, there's still that 99% keeping the pipeline full and the uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're in such a, uh, you know, in the old days, I, I, I don't like saying things this way, but, you know, in the old days, it would not be uncommon un- six months out to have a full calendar or yeah. to have, you know, now it's two weeks or three weeks. This, you know, companies are not booking things and yeah, there's yeah. just, uh, you know, uncertainty is the new norm. You know, I look at my calendar today and... You know, there's there's three there's three months. There's nothing there. There will be, but yeah. there's it's there's nothing there now. So long term planning, you know, long term for me is thirty days. Right. You know, it's just a different. Uh, it's a different thing. So uh, you've been more of a businessman than an entertainer, would you say? Uh, you certainly give off that air. Okay. You always. Well, well, I'll let you, you on a secret. I'm a better business. I'm a better entertainer than businessman, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Well, oh, so well, you got me fooled then. You know what? I, I remember when I was really doing a lot of trade shows. There was a, a trade show guy down in the states, and he would say his big thing was he said when you start when you turn fifty, you turn into the audiences you entertain. And I thought that was really interesting, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. And there's this real cut and dry process-driven, um, practical kind of corporate thing. And I, I, I have, I've lost some of the creativity, some of the passion, and I've just become, in some respects, too, too processed. Like, I'm, 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 I'm more concerned about practicality. You know, I'll, 
oh, there's a show, but if I do this, I have to carry three more things. But if, oh, if I do this, I don't have to carry three things. So right, we'll right. take, you know, and, and whereas it should sometimes, uh, uh, some, sometimes that creative spark and passion is, uh, it has certainly waned. And I'm trying to figure out how to, how to reignite that and what is. So what? So did the comedy club thing do that for you? So for a couple, of, you owned a comedy club for a while. Well, right? as I as did I that my my, my official story on that <laughs> Matt Desero, who's in the background, I know, and he, holding it all in. He, is, is I, in uh, I had the right pleasure now. of hiring Com- him, a comedian, to come down. Matt's worked at has, has worked at uh, at the comedy club. I had. Uh, I tell people I ran a comedy club till I didn't have any more money to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Wow. Uh, okay. That's an interesting. What was visit. the name of the club? Sweet and low down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that business model is. Uh, <laughs> See, <laughs> now that's funny in itself. Did you really have a business model for it? Well, there was supposed to be a business model. There was. It was supposed, it to, was be supposed to be okay. um, a franchise model, where, um, you know, it was on paper it sounded good, but it it, right. it fell apart in practice. Right. Um, the the challenge with that, and this is where one of the epiphanies. Some came. young magician calling yeah. about a Svengali <laughs> yeah. deck that's been backordered. <laughs> yeah, one of them thumbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, is in that business as the club owner, you pay everybody first, right? And then you hopefully have something left over for yourself. Oh, so you were an ethical comedy club. <laughs> yes. Owner. That's yeah. what you're saying. That's yes. what basically this, put you out of business. This, this is the problem. Because near the end, there were too many trips to the ATM taking money out of the savings account to pay the talent. Yeah. Um, oh, that's too bad. And How long did you own the club? Probably a year and a half. year and a half. And we had some downtime because we ended up changing but, okay. venues. So, but but this, was, this, is where, uh, this, is very, this is where this notion of if I have to pay everybody else first... If there's no money left over, mm-hmm. and, and this is where if you're an independent service provider, you or I or Matt or anybody else, we get hired to do a show, we're paid up front, we pay ourselves first. Yeah. I get hired to do a team building workshop. I have a, you know, I have my margins, I have my cost of sale, I have my, you know, basic expenses yeah. to do. See now you're but, just sounding like a corporate but I, business but I pay guy. myself first. Yeah. yeah. Do you have an Excel spreadsheet on that? No, I don't. Oh, okay. No, I'm not a spreadsheet guy. Yeah. Believe you it or not. Do you have an org chart? No, I don't have an no, org chart. Okay. It's all up here, yeah. which is part of the problem. Do you have a water cooler? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Just tap water. Okay. No, but but it's a different way of doing business. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I don't. I want to always pay myself first, because then I can decide. Yeah. What else I'm going to pay after I pay myself. Yeah. And so tell have. me a little bit now about you. You also create magic. I mean, you've sold stuff. Uh, you, yeah. you, you've, uh, you're working with a guy by the name of Bill Abbott uh, right yeah. now. You're selling product with Bill. You, you've written articles, essays. Yeah. You know, uh, mentalism. I mean, it's, well, you know. you know, I think um, you, you know when you, you got when... ADD. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. Not, I wouldn't say ADD, but you know, when you get into it, um, I think any. Any practitioner will tell you that when you really dive into something and commit to it, you live and breathe it. And, yeah, and I did for yeah. many years. And good. a lot of the, uh, you know, I look back at some of the tricks that I wrote up when I was a lot younger and I look at them now and I say, I guess that's where I was back then. That was a reflection of what my knowledge was, what my experience was. But I was proud that I would do something and I would think about, can I do it differently? Can I Maybe I don't like the way it is. 
Can I improve it for me, make it more applicable to what my performance style is? Can I make it mine? And I wasn't, you know, I just didn't want to go to the magic shop, buy something, read the instructions. Oh, I'll do it that way. I wanted to say, well, okay, I'm, how, how do I make this myself? Right. And, you know, I think if you... Which is a common complaint amongst magicians, I, right? I, I think, you know, you know, you buy a certain effect or you, get, you, you learn something. Everybody does this classic, but they yeah. all do it the same or they use the same lines well, or they use as, the same as, jokes. As, as a matter of fact, one of the products that, I, uh, that I'm very proud of, it's called the Suit Jacket Escape, marketed by Bill Abbott. Uh, we put performance videos for you know teaching purposes. There's a script for teaching purposes, and we're aware of of that. I I have, all the time I see YouTube clips. Guys send me, hey, I want you to see me doing your suit jacket escape. That's cool. Same lines, yeah. Same jokes. Is that and, right? Eh? And wow. that's okay because because you sold it. You marketed I, that is, it, but at the same time, but at the same time, you know, shouldn't you? You know, I I the. Although, and this gets back to some of the topics raised in your earlier podcasts about is magic an art form? And, yeah, and sure. I agree with them. No, it yeah. isn't. It's, yeah. But, you know, we can we can inject our own sure. personality into yeah. it. We can yeah, and change absolutely. it. And, yeah. you know, it, because because that routine worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for other people. Do you and, think, I mean, I don't know how old any of those people are. Is that got something to say about growth? Is it about maturity? Maybe you, you I mean, did you copy when you were younger? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all did. So uh, magicians you copied? Uh, well, you know, see, I just, uh, I'm, I'll be turning 50 this year and I just, it, I, I was a late bloomer and it wasn't until I was in university that VHS tapes came out. Right. Okay. So I was book. You were learning from books and friends. In, in books and friends. magicians. So it wasn't like today where uh, somebody starting off. Well, we're going to sound like old farts, but yes. it is different today. You, you you had to go see a performance. You couldn't yes. videotape it. You couldn't exactly. get it on your cell phone and then look at it exactly. later. You had to go from memory, right? Sure. Or a page on a book. Or and a guy stood beside you and, and did it. And so did it. You, you could learn something from the book, but chances are you're not performing it anywhere near the way that performer. Yeah. So yeah. many of the yeah. intangibles so are you're not You're injecting done. a little bit more of yourself, exactly. maybe, this kind of where thing. Where now you can well, watch. Are you, are you pushed a little more? In that kind of a setting, do you think is that one of the downsides of technology? To, you know, well, it, it just it takes it takes the thinking away. I mean, I just heard a, a new story where a, a Harvard researcher is saying the problem with the toys today are not creating are not fostering creativity because essentially they they, they do, do everything. All, they for do it you. all for you. Whereas if you just had the, the the Lego blocks or the Lincoln thing, you had to figure out how to put them yeah, together. Yeah. Now everything is well. They're probably massaging other muscles. Sure. That's my guess. Yes, I don't know if they're not doing anything. But, uh, I don't want to get on that bandwagon. Yeah, but but I, but I understand why you would. I've got young kids playing sure. video games now, right? And exactly. you kind of go, I think I prefer Lego. You so know? if they learn a trick. From video, what 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 is the likelihood of just the nuances they're picking up? Everything right, they right. could everything from cadence to vocabulary, body language. They, they could just be absorbing yeah, this yeah. if nothing else by well, osmosis. There's, also, there's almost an instant quality to it, right? Yes. That we didn't have quite as yeah. much, unless you had a tutor, unless you had yeah. a, and even then, you know, it was uh, I think a little bit different because you couldn't hit rewind yeah. and watch the so, exact. Same performance again, again and again, and, and I again. think this is we live it. We live in an age where people believe that they can acquire this knowledge and yeah. wisdom yeah. from from watching this instant do, information on. Does the it make you crazy on some level? And I'm sure I asked a few of the other magicians I've I've interviewed that you can walk into a magic store and spend fifty bucks and kind of, in some regard, be perceived as a magician. Does that make you a little crazy? Well, or do you just are you too practical now, just not to care? Well, I, you know, I mean, it's. Uh, 
it's 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 frustrating because you can't do that with a trombone. I know. That is, you know, I, I, it's it's such a it, weird it, instrument. <laughs> it really well, is. You know, French I mean, horn might be a bit odder. I, I remember this doing a harbor cruise, and this woman comes up to me. The and, age of the harbor cruise, the Toronto I, harbor cruise, I remember, and, this, yeah. and this woman comes up to me. I'm I'm doing some very you know slight, very you know heavy duty stuff as I've always kind of yeah. done, and yeah. you know not afraid to do the work. Yeah, a little and, hot rod, color monte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, a real kick-ass uh, color Monty. Yeah, uh, it's a great. Trick. Yeah, and this woman comes up to me and and says, uh, "You know, my my twelve-year-old son does all those tricks." Oh yes, of course he does. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I, I politely engage her and I say, "Oh, that's just fantastic. You know, you got your child, and you know, being a magic fan and enthusiast, I'm always encouraging yep. everyone. Yep. You know, what a great thing to to foster learning, comprehension, communication skills, and everything." And, and you know, and she. There you go, sound and corporate oh, again. I know, I know. Sorry, <laughs> you uh, really should wear a tie yeah. all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, but 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 what what she's actually telling me in further discussion is that her twelve year old kid is doing these tricks as well as I'm yeah, doing them. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, which is crazy. But you know, anyway, yeah. I, I mean, would you buy your kid a guitar and in six months go up to Muddy Waters yeah. and say? My son is playing the guitar as good as you yeah, are. Yeah. Now I'm not saying I do magic. You yeah, know, I'm no, not no, saying I, I'm a muddy waters. I, I, yeah, I, but I what I'm saying, saying is, is it, it's a different animal. It, it's, it's, it really this is. This magic is it just is you know different. Animal. You buy a book, you buy a trick, and you're you're a magician. You're, and we we, we have to challenge it's, that. It's a weird one. Somebody needs to think more about it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, somebody yeah. needs to write about it more because well, there's some kind of uh, I don't know behavioral scientific well, notion there that we haven't you know. uh, picked up on. I, but I what, think. Why, why so, are these? If if you yeah, take a look, getting back to this muddy waters. I mean, I watch muddy waters, and what excites me is that I'm seeing. What is he? Seventy years old. But what I'm seeing is this, 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 this aggregation, this accumulation of seventy years of life experience being portrayed through six strings. Like, how how do you you can't do yeah, that? But you have fifty two strings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you take you know the musical Don't, analogy, which everybody it, loves to their keys on a keyboard, David. Yeah. Really? Uh, is actually, that right? I right? have I have fifty four keys because I have. Two oh, you extra keep the jokers in. <laughs> Oh, do you a couple have two of gaff cards? Two gaff cards that I don't want yeah, to Yeah, but if you're double facers, you actually have 56. <laughs> so it's, it's this notion of why doesn't our, unlike other performers, why isn't our, our time and dedication in life experience and the fact that we've been doing something for 10, 15, 20 years and have put that time into this, this the, the perfecting isn't the right word, but you know we're, we're all striving to, yeah. to learn, grow, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Da, da, yeah. and, and yet, you know, my 12-year-old kid can do the same thing. Yeah, so I don't know what it it's, is. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah. we have to just... It's troubling. Of, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, it I is think troubling. it has something to do with ego, actually, well, uh, on some level, and I, I don't know what that means. But yeah. um, the, the, the one point, thing that is getting know. troubling is that those 12-year-old kids are now in the marketplace, you know, trying to, to, compete, yeah, to compete, and now we're competing yeah. with them yeah. in some respects. Yeah, in so, some respects, yeah. So what else have you done? Holy man! Have you, well, have you turned wood. I mean, what do you? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know? Well, cabinet to, maker. Uh, cabinet maker. Yeah. Uh, well, my current project is uh, getting out of debt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, surviving there two kids. Go with your practical side. Well, again. you know, two uh, happily two, married. Two kids. Happily yeah. married. Two kids. Um, you know, I'd say the the biggest thing is our oldest child uh, is on the autism spectrum, mm. uh, high functioning with Asperger's. So. 
having uh, I don't like the term special needs child. No, but, I understand. But that. it has it has changed our family. It's made our family I guess, better. I guess it would. You know, every every argument, you know, it's it's a gift. All all of that. But you know, it, it is uh, it has changed our life. We we moved out of the city to a smaller town. Uh, thinking about that to create a better environment for our children, you know, we've really, uh, and I'm, 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 would no, no regrets. Would do it again. Yep. We've, we've made decisions yeah, no, more I, based I, on family yeah, yeah. than, than career. And uh, I've had to stay home. Uh, my wife has stayed home. You know, we've, we've just uh, made some decisions. No regrets. And you know, now sometimes uh, we just have to figure out how to keep going, so yeah. to speak. Well, I mean, again, that's the practical. Yeah. You're a utilitarian. Well, my, like also, it. my wife is uh, German, so they're very, very, very practical people. Right. That's yes. off. I've yeah. been married 20, yeah. coming up on 25 years. So. Wow. Is that right, eh? Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. Is that I like... I know. Not, well, 92. Is that your wood anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> You've got this wood thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Because yeah. yeah. in different industries, that means different things. It so does. I just yeah, want to make true. sure. It's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, now the entertainer's coming out on you. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm turning the big five zero, and this has been a period of reflection. Of course, it has. Yeah. Well, trying to epiphanies, see, right? Is Maybe. trying. I'm at this point now where it's what do I want to do? Well, so okay, hang on. So yeah. comedy club owner, yeah. uh, broadcaster, media consultant, Ooh, guy, yeah. slash reporter sure. or whatever. Um, yep. Um, what else? I mean, you're a teacher now. So you're what? A, you're a, a corporate <laughs> magician, yeah. right? <laughs> what that what that means though is what my HR clients will tell you is you never put that on a resume because that tells employers you can't hold a job. <laughs> right, because you've done too many you've done, you've too, done many too many things. But I mean, you know what? I mean it's a bit of a toss up because you can actually be seen as being also incredibly interesting. You can also yeah. be uh very skilled at a lot of different things, yeah. right? Well, um, you know what, I, I I had this this really interesting conversation with my brother who is uh at that time was a printer. Went to a printing company right out of high school, um, and I remember had, had always made pretty good money in this printing job for many years. And I remember we had this conversation where he kind of said, "How can you live with that um, uh, uncertainty? Uncertainty, yeah. Not yeah. knowing that well, you're not going to get that paycheck, yeah, every day yeah. without benefits, yep. all of those yep. things." And now this was this was when I was really doing well. So my but my answer was that I was prepared to take that gamble and bet on myself because the way I look at it is no one's going to tell me how much money I'm going to make. Nobody's going to tell me what I'm going to achieve or not achieve. I'm going to determine that myself. So do you know what? Next year, I said to my brother, you got pissed off. I said, you know what, Tim, next year, I might, I might make three times your salary. Five years from now, I might not make half your salary. But I'm prepared to take that, that gamble. And it is a gamble, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I think some people are. are I hate, I, I don't like the expression, you know, we're wired for a particular way yeah. of being because I think it takes away a certain amount of responsibility yeah. and so on, and very deterministic. But at the same time, I do think that some of us have learned because of the yeah. choices we've made. Absolutely, we, we're not as okay with that uh, uncertainty, that yeah. that um, uh, that edge. Right, and you've brought up uncertainty a couple times. Well, because that's ironically podcast. because what 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 I'm what I want is less uncertainty. Now. Right. Well, and I, I wonder if there's a you know I mean I think maybe on some level we're talking about tension here. 
you know? Oh, could be. Maybe it's relational, spiritual, emotional, who knows? Yeah, this everything. tension between, I kind of like, I like the risk, I like the edge, but, but I can't admit to that. I really would rather yeah. be sipping a margarita on a yeah. sandy beach somewhere, you know, well, earning d- d- 20%. Yes. You know what I mean? The, the, here's the irony, is, is I work harder than most salaried people I know. I accept more responsibility. I, I, you know, do, do more, and yet I'd be the world's worst employee. The last thing in the world I could do is work for somebody else and, and punch right. their clock. I just, I just, right. I just, I just can't do it. My soul would die being a conventional employee. Yeah. And well, I, just, I think you kind of, you've hit the nail on the head of, yeah. of I think, uh, uh, of, um, uh, I'm just, I, I just want to write that down because okay. I think I want that to make that, I want that line. My soul to make it, will die. Yeah. I want that line to make it into the kind of the bio that we sure. put on the site for yeah. the podcast, which we're going to have to wrap up in a second, by the way. But 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 uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head in a way of, I think, the younger generation, the millennials as well. I think a lot of people, and I'm one of them, who says, oh, yeah, there's this sense of entitlement there. I think there is, but I also think there's a sense that younger folk want to do something they love. Yeah. They've seen their parents or their uncles or their aunts or their grandfathers doing jobs yeah. for 47 years that they kind of hated. Yeah. You know? I met a friend of mine on Monday with the kids at Swimming and Karate, and she says to me, oh, man, I just wish this week was over. Holy mackerel! It's Monday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just we just got in. We're only a fifth of the way through. Yeah. You know, so yeah. and that's you know I mean it was just a week for her probably yeah. like one of those days she had and I yeah. get that we all have them, but I think younger people are not willing to to settle for less you know or or to never you well, know and and I wonder if that's what you're talking about Anthony you're talking about the entrepreneurial edge that creative spirit though yeah. that sense there is something else there is something more and I think that has to be validated frankly. That's got to be celebrated, so. you know. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, you know. I. I. I work. Even though I you're love broken working 24 hours a day. Yeah. I'm broken in debt, but I. <laughs> I wake up every and morning loving every and, minute and, of it. You know. I, I. I'm trying to remember. I forget who this person was, and I. This. My mother told me this many years ago. I think the guy's name was John Bradshaw. He was an American psychologist. He had this. He had this great saying. He said, "You either live your life the way you want to live, or live your life." making the changes to live the way you want to live. And I thought, man, that's, you know. I have no idea what that means, actually. Well, if you don't like the way you're living, figure out what you want to do and make the changes. So you No, can I think it actually because I just, I've lost interest in the story. Oh, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, you're it's for, another one of those long stories. You know, for, for, a, for like a manipulation magician, you're actually quite funny. Dude. <laughs> for, <laughs> for a, for a hey, silent I, act, you're pretty funny. For a silent act. <laughs> That's the classic. For oh. a silent act. I don't think my wife would call me silent, nor okay. would my mother. No. I think we got to just figure out what makes us happy. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know. I'm a bit uncomfy with the whole happiness thing. But yeah. I, I know okay. what you mean. I think I like contentment better, frankly. Okay. Content. The whole happiness thing just yeah, you know, I, I, it okay. leaves I, me cold. Yeah. yeah. You know? No, but if you're not, if you're, if you're, if you're, uh, when I would do these trade shows, I'd go with these companies and I'd parachute in with them to like Boston for three days. And at the end, these I, I was just usually so happy to get away from them. I had a son, yeah. peel away that onion. I'd live with them for three days, and I very rarely were many of these people, either emotionally happy, professionally right, happy, right? Right, but making lots of money, ma- ma- or very so, busy, flying all yeah, over the place. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, maybe maybe busy, maybe not getting anything done, but yeah, busy, yeah, yeah, and you know, kind of doing this this corporate dance. But at the end, you know. Again, not to use the H happy word, but there weren't necessarily there, there was something missing. They weren't living. They weren't living their dream or their experience. They were doing what they had to do 
to maintain. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and, and unfortunately, and I think I, tragically, I'm tired of just too many maintaining. Posts do you know, that. I've, yeah. I've paid my dues. So we got to wrap it up. Okay, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do, you know do a little shout out to your website again. Yeah. But uh, so all these different things. You look back, you see a bit of a thread. What's, do you know what's next yet? I mean, are you, you're, you sound like you're ready. You're going to be 50. I mean, Kant yeah. wrote The Critique of Pure Reason at 54. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna write something next? Are you gonna, no, I, I don't what, know. What, I think just, it's, are you uh, a team-building magician until the day you die? What's, well, I would like to, like to do more of that. I, I yeah. enjoy that. would like to find something that, uh, that I enjoy doing. That somebody will pay for it, right? <laughs> you know, I've, that's great. The, that's the, kind of a great closing line. Well, there's that practicality yeah. coming yeah. out. You know, I mean, it's just, I learned this really early. Uh, you know, I, I used to get all these gigs working for people that couldn't afford me. And then I started working at these you know fancy country clubs, and all of a sudden they had money that and they hired me. So, you know, why you know if you're gonna work for people, why not work for people that can afford you? And that's yeah. kind of part yeah. of this. Is yeah. I don't, I don't need uh yeah no i think i think the line there is you know you want to do something that you can get paid for that you enjoy and i, yeah. I think that's great i think it's yeah. uh i think the other sort of takeaway for me is how many times you sort of remade yourself you sure. know picked yourself up and said yeah. you know after you know going to the abm for the time <laughs> to, to pay these yeah. lazy ass magicians and comedians you know their money well listen and, i i just i want to put something in perspective oh, and hopefully okay. hopefully this will just uh, offer on the record no no this is this is on the record okay in, in 1980 Eight. I did table magic at a Yuck Yucks comedy club. And Yuck Yucks in 1988 in Canada was the premier comedy chain. Yeah. In 19... No, in 2006, I was paying comedians less than they were making in 1988. Wow. That's ridiculous. Comedians would come in. They would get a show on Thursday, two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday, maybe a show on Sunday afternoon at this Yuck Yucks I was at. Yeah. And they would get anywhere from three to $400, depending upon where they were in the hierarchy. Yeah. I had guys who would drive from Montreal to do $400 shows, one show on a Saturday, one show on a Friday. Wow. My phone was ringing off the hook. To, for people to, 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 to work, work at your club. To, 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 wow. For comedians to wow. come and be on stage. You, you said, okay, now, now we need to chat just a little Uh-oh. more. Um, you said that you know you were making you know in '92 three hundred dollars a week as a newscaster, but you you can yeah. pull in three hundred an hour as as a magician. Can and you still get that today? Well, or yeah, have, have but think, it, it, the, the prices prices are all haven't over. changed. Have, has it changed much? Well, I my my three to three fifty. I've never put my close up price up in about twenty years. Wow. I know some people get more. A lot of people get less. It's crazy out there. It, it, it is it a just, bit weird, eh? It is. It's all. It's all. You know what? Corporate world's kind of the same way, I suppose. Maybe yeah. not quite as um, skittish, but it's it's yeah. a bit all over. Well, that's that's wild. Um, and on that uh, lovely note, we'll end our podcast. Uh, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. It's uh, uh, for being on. It's great. Um, so that's Anthony Linden with an A. Uh, the team building magician dot com uh, coming soon. I was to trying theater. to get something longer, but I couldn't. I know. So. Wow. I mean, you probably didn't have a whole lot of trouble getting that domain. Well, you know, from <laughs> all the search engine optimization and so forth, very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It must cost you a fortune. I hope you didn't pay by the letter. Uh, or Anthony Linden. Uh, com and again that's L I N D A N. Thanks, Anthony. I think there's a there's a ton here. There's lots to well, to take away, and um, I think there's uh, no without a doubt more going on than meets the eye. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Mm-hmm.